Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 57. Today, we're going to be talking about three things that you guys should be thinking about or even doing right now as the weather gets extremely hot. And as we move from July into August, I have with me a fantastic tech coach. She's actually an administrator of tech coaches that I had the opportunity opportunity to meet and get to know at the ISTE conference. I want to bring on with me a good friend, Susanna Summers. Suzanne, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm good. How are you, Jeff? I am so happy that you're here. We had a great weekend. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're from the Boston area, aren't you? I am. So I'm an uh, educational technology administrator from a district just outside of Boston, a former elementary educator in Texas. Um, decided to escape the heat and come here to Boston. And um, I work with teachers and coaches and library media specialists on tech integration in the classroom for purposeful integration to really focus on student learning and really taking the student learning experience to the next level. And, and so basically what we're understanding now is you were in Texas, you went to Boston and the heat followed you. And for the last couple of days, it's been hovering over the Northeast. Specifically, it was 111 degrees in my car today when I got out of the movies. I got to say, it has been a great time here over the last couple of weeks. We are getting ready to do some amazing things. If you haven't had a chance to, guys, I know it's been a busy summer. But if you haven't had a chance to, check out the brand new AskTheTechCoach.com. We completely redesigned it, and I'm continuously making tweaks. I'm trying to create that ultimate tech coach resource where you can not only find all of our podcasts, all of our blogs, but of course, we've got some great freebies, some great templates out there for you and your tech coaches. Uh, Susanna, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that are happening up in the Boston world. I know you do tech coaching. I know you work with a lot of teachers. I got to ask the question that we like to talk about here. What are your teachers excited about this year? What are they really looking forward to doing? You know, I'm hearing a lot from teachers. They're really excited about where the resources and the different tools that are available are going. Um, You know, over the last year or two, we've really seen Google pushing forward some updates, really focusing on what the the teachers are requesting, what they're needing and their tools. Um, And they're also really excited about what's coming out to support them in different content areas, what's out there for literacy, what's out there, you know, to help them that's really connected to the content. And, you know, one of the things that we came away from ISTE loving is the fact that there are more and more apps that are now connecting to each other. So I'm afraid that as a tech coach, instead of going into our schools today and saying, this is an app that does this and this is an app that does this, we're going to have to join together as tech coaches to figure out how to say, these are the apps and this is how they all work together. And I got to tell you, I'm excited about that. I even saw a thread today that said that Wakelet and Screencastify are now teaming up together so you can I think it's so you can start making screencasts inside of wake I haven't heard the whole thing if you guys have heard this news please uh, find us on Twitter at ask the tech coach send us a message we would love to see that phrase uh, that that thread I should say but Susanna I got to tell you there's more and more connectivity between these apps and it is so important right now over the summertime that we use this time ourselves to be connectivity with each other what are you doing this summer that's going to get you ready for the fall Yeah, so this fall, what I'm really working on is focusing on uh, getting ready to be organized with everything that we need to get ready for the school year, 
really focusing on talking to those administrators, getting ready for the school year, syncing up with them. And like you said, a lot of our resources are changing. So updating our presentations, updating, um, you know, all of our different toolkits or resource banks to really be up to date and ready to go for teachers. So that's some of the things that we're going to be talking about today that we're going to be going the three things that you guys should be thinking about this time of year doing right now. And Susanna, I'm going to give you the privilege here. Can you please share with us what today's tech coach tip of the week is it's my, my pleasure jeff so it's often thought that for educators july can be thought of as a gigantic saturday while august can be thought of as a giant sunday so as the calendar moves from this week from saturday to sunday we should start to think ahead to what to, we need to do to get started for the school year get the school year started off right and on the right track. Uh, that is absolutely true. I know that this past weekend, as the summer has been heating up, and of course, as we've not standing outside, um, I've been inside really getting my Google Drive organized. I know that sounds so nerdy of me, but that's what I've been doing. Um, going through all, you know, all old things, what files don't I need, you know, videos that we took that are just, you know, jamming our Google Drives and keeping things um, less organized. I even spent a few, I, I, okay, I'm going to admit it. I spent a few days in completely reorganized both my teacher cast drive and my school drive top to bottom. Yeah, I'm, it's been it's been a it's been a good Saturday, as they say. Right. But let's just kind of take a look here at some of the things that we're talking about to get organized. And again, if you're out there listening and you're like, oh, I have to do that. Oh, I have to do that. Most, if not all the stuff that we're going to be talking about, we're going to be putting posts and other shows and tutorials up on TeacherCast. And you can find all that stuff over at AskTheTechCoach.com. I got to tell you, the first thing I think of when I get up when I get when I think about getting updated is updating my tech coach websites, updating all those training portals. I'm sure that's something that you have been working on. What are some of the things that we can be thinking about when it comes to our tech coach websites? You know, that thing that we pour our heart into and maybe nobody ever sees. <laughs> you know, Jeff, whenever I think about updating those websites, I think back to the previous school year. What were those repetitive questions that kept coming into my inbox? What were people asking about over and over that I could add to the websites so that they could find easy in an easier way. And, you know, whenever I set up those websites, I don't always think about it from not only supporting educators, but I also think about it for myself and other tech coaches in the district. You know, when we're asked those questions, if it's, we know exactly where it is on the website, it's a great place we can go to, to grab that information. And it's a great place that we can direct teachers and administrators whenever those questions come up. Um, the other thing I think about when updating a website is really thinking about the different goals and the different initiatives in our buildings. You know, if, if you're focusing on literacy blocks or whatnot, you know, really creating a resource bank that your teachers can go to, um, place that they can, you know, grab lessons, grab ideas. Um, you know, they, they frequently go to Pinterest. So how can we make something that's easier for them to just get to what they need rather than that endless rabbit hole of, of Pinterest or sometimes, you know, other places that can be pretty overwhelming. You know, I never, you thought, do, I, I never thought about the whole social media thing. I mean, it seems to me that social media for many teachers is the go ahead. Um, I know where I am. I, I would never think about outsourcing things to Pinterest um, just because it's, it's one more click for my teachers. Like my teachers would never think about going to Pinterest, but I'm sure that other teachers out there and other tech coaches have that desire to find everything in one location. I know, especially if you're going, you know, if, if you're hopping around the internet looking for resources, maybe pinning them onto a board and sharing the board is easier than curating them on a Google site. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, you, you know, everybody has their different preferences, and I, I find it best to just keep a, a, a consistent routine. And if people are constantly supposed to go to the website, then you just stick to the website. But you really want to set up, and that's something to be thinking about over the summer, too, is what will be the goal for that year? Are you going to use multiple places? Are teachers using Twitter in your district, or are they using your site? Is there sensitive information that you need to be focused on? And and that's part of the setting up your routines for the school year. You really want to think about, you know, what's going to be that goal that year. So I got to tell you the little secret that I've been using the last couple of weeks. Everybody takes a moment to look down at their keyboard. I know many of you are driving, but if you look at the command or control and then you hit the letter F, do you know, Susanna, what control F does and how much time it <laughs> saves tech coaches this time of year? That's right. I'm talking about your friend and mine, the find and replace tool. And it is this time of year where you're, you're changing everything from 18 to 19 and 19 to 20. And I got to tell you, there's so many things where I'm just going through and hitting find and replace. And it saves me so much time. And I'll even say, as you're walking through your school this year, mention that to your office staff and see how many times they want to take you out for lunch or buy you something wonderful because you just <laughs> save them hours of their day. That's a great tip. And um, really doing that whenever you're organizing, organizing your Google Drive. You know, you're mm. talking about re, re, reorganizing it and setting things up for the following school year. You know, those shortcuts, just hitting the letter N when you're renaming a file will just pull up that rename file instead of having to right-click. Those quick tips that will help people at this time of the year are huge. Now, one of the other things that we want to be thinking about is, you know, it's that it's that time at the end of the year, beginning of the year. I'm never sure when to keep doing this, but you know, we always have these Google forms that we send out to our teachers and you don't have to do this as a ritual, but sometimes it's nice to either delete all the data. So you're starting over or what I like to do is I unhook the form from the sheet and then I rehook it to that same sheet which ultimately creates a second tab. So that way you have your last year's data and your next year's data. I'm one of those believers that the less, the, the, the smaller amount of Google Sheets you have, the better. You never want to have three or four Google Sheets running around for one form. It, it's, look, organization's a nightmare, but you, it's just a routine that I have. You've got other things for your routines. What are some of those habits that you get into or there's things that you're looking ahead, much like the forms and the sheets where you're like, all right, I got to go do this. It'll make my life easier in the long run, especially when it comes to keeping things organized. Yeah, you know, Google Forms and Sheets are a big one at the beginning of the school year, but if you are setting up different folders with Google Docs um, that you are working with teachers to keep track of your coaching sessions, you really want to go through, change the school year. If you're going to continue working with the same teacher, are you going to continue working the same document? If so, how will that change your naming structures? Um, and also setting up your routines on the topic of forms and sheets. How are you going to keep track of your work this year as a tech coach? Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people use a Google form, like, like you've discussed in a previous podcast, um, to keep track of all of your coaching sessions. And that goes over to a sheet. Um, how are you going to pull data? How are you going to be reflecting on your work each day, each week? So in that way, not only you're reflect, reflecting on your practice, but you can also check in on your goals and, and see where you're, where you're at. Um, setting this up now will save you a lot of time in the long run and also avoid the need to change throughout the year as you think of, of uh, a new way to, to keep track of it. You know, one of the things I often find myself doing is, is saving a version history. So I'll go into version history. I'll call it, you know, end of school year, 18, 19, and then I'll just hit delete on it. Or I'll go back to where it just looked like 
a template. And, you know, again, why have five or six docs of the same thing when version history just works? It's great. Yeah. And, and really figuring out, are you going to do that consistently across all of your documents and, and also educating the people that you're working with? Because if it's a shared doc with a teacher, do they understand the, the revision history and the different naming of options? And that's a great, not only uh, a tool to teach them, but then to connect it to their own classrooms with literacy, with, you know, writing different essays in the classroom and saving different version histories to, you know, look back at, at your writing. Now, for many tech coaches out there, and please raise your hand if you're one of those, it is all about getting ready for your PD. I, you know, some of the things that I'm responsible for are new teacher orientation, uh, first day professional development, getting that first meeting together, all those different things. What can we be thinking about, Susanna, when it comes to PD planning? You know, the first thing I think about is this is the time of the year we're all coming back from professional development over the summer. I don't know about you, Jeff, but ISTE was so overwhelming this year mm. with all the different options and all the different sessions. What I like to do first and foremost is go over that professional development that I received over the, over the summer, the stuff that I learned online, make a list of it, make it actionable so that you actually can go back and look at, oh, yeah, I went to this and this is what I can do from this session with my teachers. Uh, the next thing I really like to do is to create, you know, just like we have, uh, you know, curriculum outlines and maps. Also set up a map for yourself on your professional development for the year. Check in with different stakeholders. Check in with your principals. Check in with the different team leaders. Check in with the curriculum leaders. What are their goals for the year and align your PD with that so that you can really get in everywhere and really make it meaningful. This is that time where we can both breathe in and breathe out. And you're not going to get that in September. You're certainly not going to get that in you know, the middle of the year when things are going crazy. So take that time. You know, I love one of the things that you had mentioned is just keep yourself organized. Sometimes when I'm doing the organizing, I put the computer away and I take out a pencil or I take out some kind of a drawing. You know, I, it's just one of those get away from the technology, think, reflect. But also, you know, you keep talking about this toolkit. What, what do you mean by toolkit? You know, there's different toolkits. What I referred to earlier, um, the toolkit of what we offer to teachers on different tools. Um, you know, your, your tech toolkit, um, but also your PD toolkit. Um, do you, some of us keep all of our professional development in a bookmark, um, bookmarks in our Chrome. Um, you know, going through and cleaning that up and making a goal. So in that way, it's not just this extensive list of just, it's an overwhelming list of tools or resources that are available to you, but cleaning that up and linking it all together in a plan and a map for the year. So just like when we were teachers, you know, we have our curriculum plans and we have our maps and we check in each week to see how we're doing and progressing forward. So that was just the first thing that you should be doing. And we want to know what you guys think about the organization thing, because it's not easy, right? Especially if you're in your first year, your second year, you're not really sure what you should be doing. And again, that's why we have all everything that you're looking for laid out for you over at askthetechcoach.com. I hope you have a chance to check it out this week. Now, we talked about organizing. Let's hit that second thing. Susanna, what's the second big thing that we need to be thinking about doing or should be doing before the school year really hits? and people get busy you know you and i both kind of touched on this so far um, in our first step but having those meaningful conversations with administrators what are their goals for the year how did they feel things went last year what was good what was bad what could be better you know jeff what else are you checking in with on your administrators 
you know, I, I'm basically starting the hi, how you doing questions. I, I know a lot of people are listening to this show and maybe they're in their first or second years and they see their administrators as their bosses. And of course, that is the case. But during the year, everybody's so crazy and insane and busy. Sometimes that summertime is just that opportunity to sit down, go into their office, meet them somewhere and just sit back and go, hey, how are you doing? Are we doing the right thing? What are your like, what are your goals? How do we help out each other? And understand that you are there to be the extension of what they think it is. And also at the same time, you need to understand a lot of times they're looking for you to be their leader of things. And sometimes those are hard conversations to have when you're, you know, maybe you go from being in new teacher orientation to the school year. And next thing you know, it's June, it's June and July. But this is a great time just to walk into the, your, to your administrator's office and go, how are we doing? Here are some of the things that I've seen. What can we do? Because it's so hard. I know, I know I have this problem. I know other tech coaches do you see something come up, but you don't want to break that coaching teacher relationship, right? Like you don't want to sit down in the principal's office and say, you know, I was in Susanna's class and she was just not doing this thing. How, how do you suggest tech coaches start that relationship building process with the administrators to really help push things forward without specifically saying, Jeff has a problem. How can I help Jeff? You know, I think that it all focuses on how you look at those problems. Um, you know, when problems arise and maybe you're really getting to know teachers at the beginning of the school year, always having that intention of there's, there's no bad intention there. So really focusing on not so much this is the problem, but what is happening and what are the impacts of what's happening um, and really trying to stay positive around that and really trying to just focus more on the impact on the students rather than focusing on a specific issue mm. with a teacher. Um, and I think it's really important in those conversations too, to go in, go in with a plan. You know, if, if there's a problem or if you don't know something or if you're syncing up with them, make a list of what you know and what you need to know so that way you have all of your thoughts organized beforehand. Um, you know, and, and also go back and, and make a list of questions that you can ask. You know, as coaches, we listen, listen, listen. We ask questions to clarify so we can understand more. You know, have that all ready for those meetings and it will help you get through them a bit easier. You know, one of the ways I find that I like to start these conversations is about what is coming up new and what are they excited about? You know, a lot of times coaches are not in the curricular discussions or they're not in the department curricular discussions. You might not realize that the social studies department went to a completely online textbook. So a good way to start the conversation is, hey, I heard this is happening. Is it possible for me to get a log in for this so I can start to see what's going on so I can then hit the ground and better support your teachers from day one? Is there anything that you guys are excited about or that you're focusing on? I would love to be a part of it. And I find that if you if you bring it from the, I would love to help you, I would love to be a part of your department better that's only going to help your relationship out with not only the admin, but the admin then know, look, this person's on my side. Here we go. You know, he, that person might be, you know, better selling you or better promoting you on that first couple of days of school. Yeah, I was going to say on that topic, Jeff, when you find out what they're going to be really focusing on this year, 
and you start to make yourself a part of those conversations, they're going to bring you to the table more often. And, and you also hear about other stakeholders. If they're really focusing on literacy this year, you check in with the literacy leaders in your buildings. And that way you're part of that conversation. You're there. You're going to be a resource and you won't be left out on that. And my suggestion is stop into everybody, right? Because this is that time of year where administrators are, I would say they're coming back from their vacations. You know, you don't see a lot of principals taking the first two weeks of August off, but you might. But there's always going to be somebody in the building that's, you know, either roasting in their office or basking in the air conditioning where nobody else has air conditioning. And you just walk in and go, hey, do you have a couple seconds? Like, hey, I just, how you doing? Tell You know, this is what I saw. Hi, and, and, and I always suggest... Maybe that should be the second or third meeting with them, right? The first meeting is just usually, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, I, I saw you were in your office. You got a couple seconds. How's your family doing? As opposed to like the first meeting that you have with somebody going, what do you need? And, you know, we're all about building relationships. And as you said, it's all about listening to each other. And, you know, that's how you're going to form those, those, those bonds as the school year goes. So that way, look, if you do need to reach into somebody and say, look, I need five minutes of your time, they'll ha- they'll be better off to work with you then rather than coming in as a stranger sometime in November when, you know, fire's all over the place, right, uh, at, you know, yeah. during the school year. And on that topic, I like to call those tech checks that I do at the beginning ah. of the school year. And I'm not just checking in on, is everything up and running? Are you signed into Chrome? But like you said, those connections, I'm thinking back, I'm going back through each team and I'm looking back and thinking, Oh yeah, Jane, she told me her daughter is going to college this fall. I'm going to check in with her and I'm going to ask, how was your daughter's move to college this this summer? How did she do with that transition? How are you doing? Empty nest syndrome, how are you feeling? Um, So that way you get that personal connection with them that you can really, you know, if those teachers that might be a little bit more hesitant with you because they're worried about technology, they'll feel more comfortable being around you. So those tech checks at the beginning of the school year, huge and listen, listen, listen. So how do you do that, right? Like I started off by using things like docs and then you realize you're managing 400 Google docs that didn't work, but got the job done. Um, Cause I, I figured, you know, obviously you're not taking notes on somebody in front of them. So opening up a Google doc, whether it be on my phone, my tablet, it was too much. Then I went to Google keep and Google keep was nice because I color coded by department and then I color coded by building. And then I realized there's not enough colors for everything. And with keep is great, but you can only either do paragraphs or notes. Okay. Then I shifted to Evernote and that was working. Um, and then I just realized that like two months had gone by and I never opened Evernote. So it wasn't updated. I got to ask, what's your method? How, how do you keep track of everything? Where do you put your notes as soon as you leave and you know, you're walking down the hallway? You know, I, I chew. I tried so many methods. Um, I tried all these different apps. I even got into database note taking apps, kind of like Evernote. Um, and none of them seemed to help me in the long run. You know, I, I tried the Google form that, you know, you'd save it as an icon on your phone. And as you walk out, you take the note, it goes to a spreadsheet and then you can do a bunch of very fancy calculations to organize or calculations formulas to organize your information into different tabs. Um, but for the last year, I've actually been working on uh, my Google Innovator project where I'm solving this problem. So I essentially created, essentially it's a student information system, you know, our SISs, our, our PowerSchool, our Aspen. Um, I created that for tech coaches. So you mass upload all of your, te- your teachers into a database and you can keep track of your coaching, your different 
uh, notes on them. So you just log in, you search the teacher's name as you're walking out of the classroom, you take a quick note, daughter going to college this fall, or has a tech issue, or hey, we met about Seesaw and digital portfolios, check in with her, set it as a task. Um, so I actually worked on creating that, that you can take notes on the fly and share them with the teacher um, and launched it uh, two months ago. Now, you told us a, a ton of good things about this, this new project you're working on, but what is it called? So it is called connecthub.io. Um, anybody can go to connecthub.io and just sign up and you just download a spreadsheet, a CSV from um, whatever information system that you use in your district and you add them to your database and you can actually sync up with other coaches in your district too. So when they're doing those checks too, and they add a note on a teacher, you can already see that note on that teacher and also see what else they're working on with those other coaches. Now I see that this is something that you can be registered as a single coach or as a district. Now, you know, most of the people that I know listen to us are, are in that I'm alone and that's mm -hmm. awesome. But many of us do have a team of tech coaches around us. How does this work if you have more than one tech coach? Yeah, so you'll, you'll want to sign up for district if you have more than one tech coach or even other literacy, ELL coaches. Um, and what that does is it allows you to have multiple coaches um, sharing the same teacher database. Um, if you're a team of one or if you just prefer to use this by yourself, you can sign up for the ind individual account. Um, and having that district account allows you to sync all of your notes together, pull more detailed reports um, on, um, on different support and different buildings and different departments to get actual data. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I had this very fancy spreadsheet before that was just a mess and not useful for me at all, but it kept track of everything I was doing so that I could create these, these graphs that showed what am I doing with my time? Where am I spending time? Where am I... Where's a lull? Where's a, a place that I need to focus on more? Did you ever do that? Constantly. I, I'm always asking questions about how to do things more efficiently. Yeah. So, you know, there's all of these apps out there for, for school districts on having a shared database on our students, but there was nothing for us as coaches, instructional coaches, to keep track of our work with, with the teachers. And, you know, I, I see coaches with sticky notes all over their desk or a mess of Google Docs or spreadsheets. And it, there had to have been a better way to do this. Um, so that's what I, I launched two months ago. Um, anyone can sign up and um, trying to just keep it um, as inexpensive as possible so that anybody can use it. Um, and it's in, it's not a burden, um, but just the cost to upkeep it on our end. And um, it's been really great to, to create, and I'm loving hearing everybody that's using it, their feedback on how to make it better, but more so just to make our lives easier. There's nothing out there to make our lives easier as coaches. You know, I love the fact that this came out of your Google Innovator project. And you know, today we are talking about those three things that you guys can be doing between now and the beginning of the school year. I I'm going to add a, 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 like a two a on here and that's really to research some of these connected projects and these 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 groups that we can come out to uh suzanne and i actually met at the google innovator um i'm gonna call it energizer energizer thank you um at isti and, and i didn't know her from anybody else but we we just happened to be in the same room and we were both tech coaches and it was amazing and oh, it was so funny i walked up to you and we started chatting and as soon as you started speaking i was where do I know you from? I, I know your voice. <laughs> 
it's a it's an amazing opportunity to have these and and if you you know i always say the ambassador programs for these different applications are nice and they're wonderful and i highly recommend it also look into your google innovator your google level ones and twos your apple teacher right and and also of course you know your microsoft innovator um you can always register to be an mie um and of course you know next year you can become an mieE so there's a lot of these different programs you never know who you are so definitely start researching especially if you're a first year tech coach like these are the these are these are the ways that you get into these different applications learn a little bit about them find out the new features before they even hit and i highly recommend checking out connecthub.io and of course following them on twitter you are doing a fantastic job susanna with that and i wanted to make sure that everybody knows how wonderful it is i gotta tell you i just signed up and i am excited to be using it this week so we talked about these two things, right? We talked about getting organized. We talked about having these meaningful conversations with administrators. And we talked about joining connecthub.io. There's another plug for you. The last <laughs> thing that we're going to be looking at doing is updating our presentations. We've kind of been talking about this as we go. But if you've heard me say this once, you've heard me say this a thousand times. A couple years ago, I spent all of this time creating like 20 different how to do Google Drive videos. And I kept talking about the little red button up on the top left and the little red button up on the top left. And then as soon as the school year started, it turned to be a blue button on the top left. And isn't that just the case here that everybody kind of doesn't know what's coming up in technology, but you really want to make sure that all your presentations and stuff are updated. How, how do you keep updated with all of the changes to all the apps, to all the everything? Because it's not, a, it's not too embarrassing to be doing a presentation and realizing that your screenshot doesn't match the top. Because look, technology changes, but how do you keep everything updated? You know, at, at first I was trying to use Twitter. I was trying to use all these different apps that where people were posting about all the great stuff that's out there. But what I was finding out was that I was finding out about these updates too late. Um, so what I did was I started going to different websites on tools that we use, Seesaw, Google. And most of these websites, you can actually sign up for product updates. They come to your email box in the morning. Google's great about this. They do a roll-up once a day. Um, of any updates that are coming out, you can actually subscribe to different tools as well. If you want updates just on Google Classroom and Google Drive and the, the core G Suite, you can. But if teachers in your district are also using Google's new tool called Data Studio, you can sign up for those updates. And that way, you know when it's coming, they'll be announcing when the rollout is, and that way you can prepare those, those, uh, those resources for teachers before it hits. Uh, Jeff, how do you handle this? I don't. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, I, I always go through and I, I, I make sure that to the best of my ability, things are still there. You know, I, I've also stopped stressing over making the perfect screencast because you know that if you spend 20 minutes making a two minute video, as soon as you put it out the following week, everything is going to change. And you realize that your teachers don't necessarily care if you're making these youtube style professional videos or just a quickie that says, hey, here's how this works. Call me if you need something. So I know as a coach, I've just tried my best and it's hard, right? It's hard, but it's it, you just try your best to stop being a perfectionist on all of these things and just make sure that everything you're doing, again, quick, simple, easy, Let's get on to how we can work with our students and let's not take an hour to learn about the technology. Let's learn about the technology through the conversations 
of helping out our students. And Jeff, uh, on the topic of making those videos, you know, what I try to do, sometimes I'll get an email from a teacher asking something specific and I haven't made that video. I'll just use my Screencastify or whatever extension you use to make those videos. And I need to make sure I focus whenever I'm making those videos on making them as general as possible. And rather than at the beginning, I was saying, hey, Jane, this is how you do blah, blah, blah really keeping it generic so that way you can just use that video and add it right to your website. And again, if it's something that you know people are going to ask about, I'll throw it up on a Google site that I have. You know, I'll, I'll make a page on my tech coach site and I'll throw extra content around it so that way you know that if it either might bring out more conversations or I'll do a video and I'll may throw a lesson plan or something on there, all depending on what I'm trying to get. Um, sometimes I use Google sites to be sneaky. So for instance, if you ask me how to do something, I might give you the video, give you some suggestions, and then three weeks from now, I might email you and you go, hey, did you try this out? Just to see if you did, just to see if you didn't. Because of course, that will help me out as I go through here. Um, you know, the, the whole idea of the beginning of the year is difficult. A, everybody is excited, but B, every teacher has one thing in common. They don't want to be in front of you. They want to be getting their classrooms together. They want to be, you know, reconnecting with everybody, you know. They just want to get their stuff ready so they can go and enjoy those last couple hours of the summer heat so that way they're ready and fresh. So I try not to focus too much on the technology of those first couple of days. I try to more focus on here's some of the major things you need to know. And here's what I'm going to be doing to help you out this year. I, I'm, we're going to be talking about this on future episodes, but I've just seen so many tech coaches go into those first couple of days of PD trying to impress, trying to make people think or know that they are, you know, goodness is God's gift to professional development. And it, it just never works, right? It just never works. So the more you can put on a slide, the less you have to sit and stay and the, sit and talk. And the less you're sitting and talking, the better they're going to like you because you're not sitting there for an hour talking about something that, you know, they can figure out in five minutes by reading a piece of paper. Yeah. I really focus on those bite size little quick PDs. They can send them to make their beginning of their year easier. And, you know, if you have unit maps for your school, you know, look at those units a month into the school year. And that's when you can really hit them with some PD that's really focused on those units. But beginning of school year, you have to remember they're getting to know all their students, the parents, they're setting up those behavior management routines. Um, you, you have to remember, you, you got to take a step back, listen, be there, and, and really just get to know them and be there to help when they need it. And, you know, all of these things that we're doing, it's not just tech coach related. These are some of the things that I've been doing throughout the summer. That's why we redesigned the the brand new Ask the Tech Coach. A lot of the content is not going to be long, long, long. We're doing it in smaller bite sizes. So that way you guys can find what you need when you need it. And I hope you had a good time today checking this out. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 57. Susanna, I got to say, first of all, thank you so much for spending time with us. I hope you had a good time. One more time, where can we find all the great stuff on your connect hub uh you can find connect hub on twitter at connect hub io you can also find me on twitter at Susanna summers where i will be posting lots of updates about connect hub as well and you can find connect hub anywhere online connecthub.io and of course if you guys have a topic that you'd like to see discussed you are welcome to come on invite yourself just find us over on twitter at ask the tech coach or go over to askthetechcoach.com and leave us a message we would love to have you guys as a guest we are looking into doing some great topics 
but we don't have all of the answers. If you guys have a topic that you'd like to bring up and either be a guest on or have us discuss, you can again, please reach out to us over on Ask the Tech Coach on Twitter or email us. We would love to hear what you guys think as we certainly uh, spend the time this summer. And as we said, we're updating, we're planning, we're, we're promoting, we're doing all these great things. I hope you guys had a good summer. Well, that certainly wraps up this episode of the Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 57. On behalf of Susanna and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.